0: We started our series, Rule and Reign, and if you were here, can I, can, can I just hear uh, how much you enjoyed really quick last week, if you were here, can you just, it was so good, and, and Dustin really introduced the series last week, so if you missed it. It's all right, because we record it, and you can go back and watch it on YouTube. You can listen to it on podcasts, whatever you prefer. It's available, but listen, you got to go back and check it out, because this series is very, very important to who we are as Christ followers, and, and we want to make sure that we are equipped and we are empowered to step into what God has created us to do, to rule and reign as he has designed it. And so make sure to go back... And watch last week, Dustin did a phenomenal job of setting the stage, setting the foundation of what it looks like to be wise stewards, right? To be wise stewards that God owns it all and we are here to build his kingdom, not our own, right? Right? That's what he set, set the stage for last week, and he, he made it really clear. Now, listen, this stewardship word is a churchy word that a lot of times we immediately associate with money because that's a lot of times how it's been used. But Dustin clarified for us, hey, listen, this stewardship thing is about life as a whole. This goes far beyond just money, so uh, we're going to be all right here uh we we are talking about how we are to be wise stewards of all that God has given us yeah. that we are to be wise stewards of our time yeah. we are to be wise stewards of those gifts and talents and skills that God gifted yeah. you with that yeah. we're to be wise stewards of how we we uh develop and grow and gain knowledge with our mind with our bodies as his temple yeah. we can go on on relationships Life as a whole, we are to be wise stewards of everything that he has given us. And that's what Dustin shared with us. As, as human beings, Christ followers, our vocation is to be wise stewards. So our purpose, guys, with this is that God wants to use us with all of his abundance and all of his resources so that we can turn around and we can help others. Others that need it others that don't have the giftings and talents and skills that you've been given they need you to help them that's what we are called to do when we look back at genesis the first book of the bible god begins to work with abraham and he's he's trying to he's starting to work through Abraham's family to restore all the mess that we're only 12 chapters into the whole big book and we've already screwed things up with. And he says, Abraham, I'm gonna work with you. And he says, listen, I'm gonna bless you. And in chapter 12, verse two, he says, I'll make a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great so that that. you will be a blessing. That's right. God wants to pour out to us so that we can pour onto others. That's exactly right. Really good. Because listen, God has called us, and, and Jesus commanded us, listen, He commanded us that we are to love God and we are to love others. Amen. The way we say it around here at Bridge is that we exist mm-hmm. to, to help people know God. We want them to come to know Him. to to start a relationship with Him, to give their life to Him, to find freedom from whatever their past has, whatever sin they may have been bound to, that they can find freedom, that they can discover their purpose, which I've already started talking about this morning, discover their purpose to then step into it, lean into it, and do it, and make a difference. That's what we are called to do as the body of Christ and Dustin talked about the three barriers you guys remember last week for those of you that were here, the three barriers that can hold us back from wise stewardship. can you help me with them self selfishness, discontentment, discontentment. Mary's on it, come on, get them notes out that 's an entitlement entitlement, yeah, and Dustin talked about entitlement right uh, we, you might have kind of been like, huh, entitlement what what, what does that mean so he shared entitlement leads to resentment, and then resentment leads to laziness. He said jealousy and resentment, right? And and that leads to laziness. So let me tell you about this. We were just talking about this in our life group this week, and I confessed that you know, there was a period of time in my career that I got in a little bit of a funk, all right? Um, My team was killing it. Like, they were awesome. All the metrics, were just crushing. You know, all the numbers look great, so productive. The the, culture scores on the team, top of the... I mean, everyone's crushing it. Everyone's having a blast. It's phenomenal, this team. You know, we had people wanting to join the team because it was just happening, happening. And so uh, a promotion comes up, and I think... My team's killing it. I deserve this promotion. And I got passed over on it. So I'm like, I'm hold up, man. Like, I, I should have I had that. Thank you. <laughs> Tying the dots for me. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, man, John. That wasn't his real name. But John, John got it what? Like, why John? Like, I'm better than John. Now I'm starting to resent John, who's just working, trying to do his best. (laughs) And here I am, all talking about him. And then when I'm asked to take a lateral movement for an opportunity to grow and learn some different things and work with some different people, I'm like, please, I ain't moving. Like, I'm happy where I'm at. I like my team. I created this team. I ain't going nowhere. We do this, don't we? We As much as I hate to admit that whole story, (laughs) I was just being a whiny little baby. I was. I did exactly what Dustin laid out. I felt entitled. I started to resent. And then I got stagnant. And wasn't willing to go to another space to learn and grow and develop myself to be better. And I stayed stagnant and stayed put, dug my heels in the sand where I was and got lazy. Anyone relate with that? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because listen, God is a great father. He is but listen, He we can't just sit back and expect God to provide us everything that we want and need. That's not the principles that we see that he gives us through scripture. We don't see that, that people just, oh, he'll, you know I'm just gonna sit back and just let God do it all. We don't, we don't see that. Those aren't the principles that he began to give us. And in fact, I've been convicted a little bit about this recently as a father of my children, man, if I don't stop giving them everything that they want, I'm not not gonna help them prepare for the rest of their life. I'm just feeding them and enabling them, and they're not building that good stuff to prepare them for life. So today, we're gonna talk about the first pillar to stewardship, and that is diligence, diligence. I have a couple different... Definitions for being diligent. Uh, One says that it's having or showing care and conscientiousness in one's work or duties. Another one says that it's constant in effort to accomplish something, attentive and persistent in doing anything. There's this constant. Attentiveness and persistence in doing and growing. That's what we're talking about today here with diligence. We go back to Genesis. We go back to Adam, the first one. And before they take of the apple and we've got the fall into sin, before that, God told them, Hey, you are to work the garden it's from the very beginning. You are to work the garden. Then they eat the apple. They mess up. And he still says, you are to work the ground. We've got some thorns and thistles and stuff to work with now. But you are still to work, to cultivate, to tend the ground. The Hebrew word here that is used, used here is avad. Avad. And this is, is translated into Work for, to work for or serve another. Another, there's several other uh, scriptures that are this word is used, and there are five times where it's used to worship. Our work can be a form of worship. So today, I want to jump into, we're going to have uh, kind of our root. Passage of scripture is going to be the parable of the talents. And we're going to jump into that today. We're going to use that to, to hopefully glean some things from uh, this parable that can, we can grab hold of and really, really apply. So, uh, actually, before we jump into that, can we pray real quick? Sure. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for who you are. And, and God, we just, uh, we really want to be wise stewards. We really want to be wise stewards. Uh, God, help us to do exactly that, Lord. I pray that the words that I share today, that you would speak them through me first and foremost, but God, that we would receive them with an open heart and mind. Uh, Maybe even challenge us today, challenge us uh, to grab hold of this, and then that we are to apply it, that we are to do it, Help us, God, to do that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So we're going to jump into Matthew 25, starting verse 14. Jesus is telling several parables here. Uh, he is telling parables to um, his disciples and others, and he is he's sharing with them several parables that have to do with, hey, I'm, I'm going away, and I'm going to come back. Okay, so that's, that's the context of where we're at. And so we jump into the parable of talents. And talents, by the way, is referring to money. Okay, so uh, I know we, we don't talk about money a lot here because we start getting squirmish. But, um, but Jesus, over a third, almost half of his parables had to do with money. You know, like money is a big part of our life, right? And, uh, and so here he is, he's talking about uh, the talents. And so verse 14, for it will be like a man going on a journey. He's referring to himself here in the, the parable. I'm, I'm about to go away. Who called his servants, you and I, and entrusted or gave to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also, he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug it in the ground and hid his master's money. Remember last week, we said God owns it all, and he says his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. He's back, and he's ready to to settle things. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me five talents here. I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, "'Master, I knew you to be a hard man, "'reaping where you did not sow "'and gathering where you scattered no seed. "'So I was afraid, and I went "'and hid your talent in the ground. "'Here you have what is yours.'" But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful or lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed? Question mark. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. At least that. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. That's right. But from the, the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. That's right. Now, before you start feeling sorry for the one talent guy, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let me share with you uh, how much a talent was worth. So a talent, if it was of of silver coins, it would have been approximately 6,000 days worth of wages. 6,000 days. So we're talking about 20 or so years of money. All right? So we're talking about a substantial amount of money. I mean, uh, the average income, I looked it up in Lake St. Louis, 53000 That's the average income in our city, okay? Let's just call it 50000 for easy math's sake, all right? So we're talking about 20 years' worth of, of salary. We're talking about he was given about a million dollars. You feel sorry for him now? No. <laughs> the other one was given $2 million, $5 million, the five talents. You might be thinking, well, that's, it's not fair because it said based on his ability. That's not really, you, you might be thinking, Am I, that's not really fair. Like That's the ability that they were given. Well, let me ask you, can you increase your ability? Can you grow and get better and uh, enhance your ability? See, he expects more from you If he gives you more to begin with, he's only going to judge you based on what he has given. But we have to take what is given and we have to make the most of it. So let's pull really quick some of the things that we can pull away, the things that we want to stay away from. Um, from the one talent man that he shows us we want to stay away from. So I'm going to kind of go through these really quickly. Uh, In verse 24, where it kind of starts, it it shows that the the one talent man, uh, he kind of made some assumptions about who the master was, didn't he? Mm -hmm. He kind of made some assumptions about him that then led to him uh, thinking things and, and making decisions and doing things uh, that maybe wouldn't be desirable uh, decisions, right? Uh, because he assumed. Now, do you make assumptions? Yeah. <laughs> do we make assumptions about other people that then can harm or impact, uh, drive a wedge in between our relationships? Because we have made an assumption about what that person is thinking or doing that, that may or may not, a lot of times, not be true, and now we are operating from a, uh, a false narrative that we have made up in our mind. Truth, Truth. It, it says that I knew you to be a hard man, and the master said, "Oh, did you really? Did you? Oh, yeah. I'm just out here reaping where I didn't mean so. Yeah, that's me. No, did you really know him? Did did he really know him?" The second thing is, it says that now he was afraid. He starts operating out of fear. This fear leads him to play it safe, to kind of go into defensive mode and just go and dig it and hide it, right? And the third thing is, is that it, it then leads him to laziness. He digs it, leaves it, chills out. Stay stagnant. But we have to get to work, don't we? Mm-hmm. We can't just stay stagnant and stay lazy. We've got to move and do this thing, right? right. Now, some of you might be thinking, Devin wasn't it just two weeks ago you were telling me to rest? <laughs> <laughs> now you're telling me to work? Make up your mind, dude. Come on. And that's true. And I did I did kind of briefly state that there is, there is another side of it two weeks ago. And listen, there are some of us that are working ourselves to death. Like truly, truly, we are just... Going, 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 and we truly need to rest. We need to learn to rest in God's presence. That's, right. That's true. But some of us, and I, I alluded to this very brief last time, some of us are really good at kidding ourselves that we're busy. That's right. Okay? Now, I might step on some toes here, but listen, it's out of love, all right? Because, listen, we're called to something here. We got to go. We got to do this, all right? But listen, we've we got to stop kidding ourselves. ourselves We've got to step into this thing. Second Thessalonians chapter three verse eleven it says, "For we hear that some among you walk in idleness or laziness, not busy at work, but just busybodies." Now I don't know about you, but that can hit <laughs> sometimes. We we kind of make ourselves busy with these silly little things, right? Uh, I'm guilty with TikTok. So I, I can just be stuck on TikTok, and then next thing uh, next thing I'm talking about how busy I am, right? But but that's what we do. We 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 trick ourselves into thinking we're just so busy. But in all reality, if we have a true, real assessment of our time, are we really? God is not looking for safe, lazy Christians. That's right. wow. Absolutely. He is looking for us to jump all in, That's right. say, I truly am following you. I, I, I've committed to you. I'm giving everything to you, and I'm going to step fully into it. Whatever you give me, I'm going to make the most of it. Yes. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's called us to. He didn't call us to some convenient life. Ugh. That's fine. Like he just didn't. No. We don't see that anywhere. Uh-uh. So we've got to step into this. We like to hear the word, but then doing the word sometimes can be hard. So lessons. Lessons from the five-talent guy, right? Like that's what we want. We want the, the good stuff, the five-talent guy. So first and foremost, uh, in verse 16, it says, at once he just went. He went into to game time. At once, he stepped into it. So there's this like time element to it. We are to steward our time. Now, we had a whole series on this last year, and it was awesome. So again, if you didn't see it, go back and, and watch it because it is great. And we're going to continually kind of bring this up because time is so valuable, isn't it? I mean, it, it's the most precious commodity that we have because it just it don't wait for nothing. Right. That's right. And so time is so valuable, we can't waste it. We've got to step into it and maximize it. We spend so much time. I already admit it, all right? TikTok, I spent, before I know it, I'm like, oh my gosh, 45 minutes has gone by, you know? Don't judge me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we watch we watch a lot of television. We watch we we have these sports. Like we could go on and on. Whatever your thing is, okay, like we can waste a lot of time. Uh, you know, we watch a lot of television and we idolize these people. Like we we have we are fans of our sports teams, and, and we we idolize these these people that are these amazing athletes, and, and then. We've used, we spend hours and hours watching them, and, and we're wasting time that we could become the person that God is trying to call us to be. Yes, it's ironic that I'm wearing a St. Louis Rams shirt, <laughs> all right? <laughs> We've got to step into who he's called us to be. Now, we see that there was some urgency here. He jumped right in at once. Boom, let's go, game time, here I am. In in verse 19, it also alludes to, now after a long time, the master then returned. So there's also this faithfulness, this steadiness, this consistency that we are to be wise with our time. So that's the first thing, steward your time. The second thing is we are to seek God and make a plan. We are to seek God. Now, I'm back to two weeks ago, right? I talked about creating space, right? right? Creating space with him. We are to create space with him so that we can hear from him and we can be led by him and we can be guided by him, right? right? Because we're not asking God to follow us in our plans. We're asking God, what is our plan for us, Right. right? So we've got to seek him, And then we've got to be intentional and we've got to make a plan. Luke 14, 28 says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it. We have to be intentional. We have to have a a game plan going into this thing. So steward your time. Seek God, make a plan. The third thing is to take action. We got to step into it. We got to go to work. We got to do this thing, right? We talk about being a wise steward. Well, wisdom is knowledge that is applied. Mm -hmm. Just having knowledge for knowledge's sake ain't going to do much good. But to apply that knowledge, now we're talking. Now we can do something with it. Acts 20, verse 35 says, In everything I do, I showed you. That by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We also talked about how the first talent man, uh, he, he got scared. He started operating out of fear, right? And he got really uh, he played the defense and started playing it safe. But we are—we see here the five-talent man, he jumped out there. He took a risk, and he stepped in. Mm-hmm. He took a risk. He went on the offense. God is not looking for us to maintain. He's looking for us to multiply. We've got we've to jump in there and do this thing to multiply. We're not looking to just maintain. Right. I, wasn't, I wasn't saved just to, to hold on to it, and I'm going to see him one day and just be in my own self. Mm-hmm. No, he, want, he, he called us, he commanded us to take what he's given us mm-hmm. and to now go multiply, right. didn't he? Yes. Is, that what, is that what the Bible says? The to, to multiply. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, so we should be the most bold, faithful people in the whole world. The fourth thing is to track results. So we see that the five-talent man, he's keeping track of where am I at? How am I doing? And he comes back, he says, I made 100% return. I've got five talents. I've made five talents more. He was tracking things. We have to pay attention. We have to be focused. We have to be diligent. And we have to measure what we're doing. What we measure matters, right? What we measure matters. We have to track how we're progressing. So however that, whatever that looks like, you know, what's your relationship look like with your, your spouse, if you have a spouse? Uh, how many dates are, are you, have you been on? How many quality conversations have you had? You know, what, what are we doing? How are we measuring these things? So that we can be intentional to grow in these things. Do I still have you all? Yeah. You still with me? Right, kind of? <laughs> All right, maybe we need to turn the lights up more. Um, putting everyone to sleep. All right, the fifth thing is, see it through to completion. This is the last thing. See it through to completion. The difference between successful people and, and you know, we're talking about success in that we want to be the most effective uh, Christ followers that we can be. We want to steward well so that we can make the biggest impact. We can be as effective as we possibly can, right? The difference between success and, and not being successful is those that are unsuccessful, they stop taking the steps when they don't see the results that they want quick enough. Whereas the successful ones keep taking those steps and stay diligent until they become successful. They just stay consistent with it. They stay diligent, they stay faithful. Think about that. I mean, my Lord, how many times have I started something and I quit because I didn't see the result in a week, you know, to stay diligent, to see it through. The, the great words of Denzel Washington. I love this, this little saying. He says, dreams without goals are just dreams, and ultimately, they fuel disappointment. But on the road to achieving your dreams, you must apply discipline and consistency because without commitment, you don't get started, but without consistency, you'll never finish. We have to stay diligent. We have to stay consistent. We have to see things through to completion. Now, as a church, we want to invest we try to invest into you as much as possible because like I have shared, our desire, our responsibility is to equip and empower you. If we're gonna be effective in what God has called us to do, we all gotta jump in on this thing. That's right. So we are. We wanna invest into you to equip you and, in, and empower you to step in, If you are relying on me, listen, we're not going to get any farther. <laughs> we, we all got to step into this thing together. together. I can't do what God created you to do. So we got to step into it. But we are, are investing. We want to invest into you and equip. So we have weekly sermons, right? Uh, we talked about time and stewarding time and managing time. We had a whole series on it last year. And like I said, we're going to keep talking about that as we move forward. We constantly are talking about how to prepare your mind and transform your mind and steward your mind and your thoughts. We talk about going into our workplace and being the light, being the salt of the earth. Don't we? Yeah. We talk about this stuff on like a weekly basis. So here, I'm calling you guys to this. Ready? I'm calling you to full-time ministry. All right? I'm calling you to full-time ministry. Wherever you're at, whatever you do in your workplace, you are to be ministering. Cool? Talents, skills, what God has gifted you with. We want to invest into that. I talked about joining the dream team in announcements. If you aren't on a dream team, join on in. Because we want to take whatever God has given you, whatever that purpose and gifting is, and we want you to flourish in that. To make it the best it possibly can, we want to invest into that. Use your gifts. Lean into them. Let God use you. We talk about relationships all the time. We've got groups on groups on groups. <laughs> There's no excuse to, to not have connection in your life and have relationships. There's really not. We've got life groups, we've got men's group, we've got women's group, we've got celebrate and recovery group. If you want to grow your marriage relationship, we've got marriage mentors and coaches. Like we're, we're trying, we want the best for you. Yeah, right. I hope you see that. Yeah. Our body, we've got a group Saturday mornings. That come, that's right. All right. Uh, and and they, they come and they work out because we want to steward our bodies. Our bodies are his temple, right? right. Our bodies are his temple. That's right. When we look at the Old Testament, the temple, uh, God gave very specific and direct instruction on how to operate in the temple because God's presence dwelled there. Yeah. That's right. that's there was a very specific... Very process that they had to follow he commanded them to because his presence dwelled there the new covenant he dwells in us yeah. yes. we've got a steward what God uh, all right yes. oh yeah <laughs> and yes we want to invest into you because we want you to be financially free to where you can pour out blessings to others Definitely. We have a a new team that's coming. I'm pretty jacked up about it, all right? There's a new team coming that we... Listen, the, the whole purpose of it is we want you to find freedom financially so that you can pour out blessings on others. There are too many that are bound by financial restriction. There are too many divorces that are taking place. The number one reason, finances. We want to break it. Yeah. And so we've got, we've got stuff that's coming. We're going to continue to offer Financial Peace University, but we've got more coming. We're going to have different workshops. We're going to have round tables that we can come together and we can kind of dive in a little more specific to your situation and that we can really help and walk alongside you and try to help and guide in, in the principles that God shows us financially because we want you to be free in those ways. When we go back to our parable, we see that when you are a good steward, God says, you were faithful with the little, now you're over much. In other words, you have shown me that you are trustworthy, so I'm going to flow more resources through a vessel that I can trust. And he also says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, how many times have you heard that in your life? Man, when I see him one day, I just want to hear him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. I've heard that a million times over my life, and I don't know that I have ever heard that contextually it was about being a wise steward, that when I see him face to face, I'm going to have to say, Lord, with what you gave me, this is what I did. Can you guys stand with me? We can't take our stuff to see them. We can't take our money. We can't take our things the things that we cherish so much, we can't take those things. But what we are gonna take are the stories that we can tell him, Jesus, this is what I did with what you gave me. Don't just go through the motions of life, guys. It's so easy to do, isn't it? It's so easy to just go through the motions of life. But I'm begging you, I'm begging you, let's stay diligent. Let's be wise stewards so that we can do what he has called us to do. I hope I've evoked some emotion from you today. <laughs> I hope that I've stirred you up a little bit today. I hope that you've got some feelings inside of you that have got you kind of motivated and rumbling a little bit. But listen, once we walk out of here and those feelings dissipate, I hope that your conviction can step in and say, I'm going To stay with this, and I'm gonna—I've been inspired to step into this, even if I don't feel like it in the moment. I'm gonna stay diligent. I want to do what you have called me to do, kind of like James in chapter two says, "Hey, what's faith without the works? What's faith without me stepping into action and doing right?" I've said it several times, but I can't emphasize it enough. God has called us on a mission. Thank you. you have family members, you have friends, you have neighbors, you have co-workers, you have schoolmates that don't know the hope of the world. Can you imagine going through life and through the challenges and struggles without knowing him, without having the hope and the anchor of who he is. We know that. And he has has called us to share that to those that don't know him. It is literally our responsibility to share with others to steward well with everything he has given us so that those that are hopeless can find hope. Those that are in need and struggling, we can help meet their need. That's right. and, and don't give me the well, I don't have any talents. He didn't give me any talents. Don't give me that. We already talked about that. Don't don't tell me that you don't know how. Don't tell me that you're too old. Don't tell me you're too young. Don't tell me any of that. God has called you to a purpose and he wants you to step into that thing fully. He wants you to maximize that thing. He wants you to be the best at whatever he has given you, to multiply whatever that is so that we can bless others. Yesterday, I was at a conference and I, I, I witnessed a man with no arms and no, no legs impact a room of two 3,000 people to inspire them to step into who God has created them to be. I've got no reason in the world to not step into what he has called me to. Let me pray for you. Jesus, we love you so much. And God, our heart's desire is to glorify you. And God, we we want you to look down on us and we want you to smile ear to ear when you see what we are doing with what you have given us, help us to be diligent, Lord. Help us to be diligent, Lord. Help us to be wise stewards, to step into and not to live a convenient, easy, safe life, but to step into who you have created us to be. Let this not be another we can that we hear your word and just kind of move on with emotions, but that we would we would step into it and we would take steps consistently toward you so that we can be all that you have created us to be in Jesus' name.